thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So as you know, at this time of the morning, we go into social media and we look at the stories that have been going online and uh, creating a lot of traction. Maybe it's had lots of followers, lots of retweets. It might be on LinkedIn. It might be on Twitter. It might be on um, TikTok. It might be on Facebook. The list goes on. It could be on YouTube. So today we went to YouTube and we're going to YouTube because the video that has made the biggest news in South Africa this week was one that was made by the actress Amanda Dupont. And the reason that we're going to it as well is that we are in 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. We're going to be honing in and zoning in on the use and impact of the words that we used. And Amanda alleged that TV presenter Jubjub Maruyani, he's got a lot more to his CV than being a TV presenter, that's for sure, sure, but she alleged that he had raped her for a number of years ago. And uh, her response was the the um, YouTube audio that we're going to play now. After he had appeared on a podcast, which was hosted by, by Mac G, and using the words that he had smashed her. This is the video. So I'd like to address um, things that were said about me by Mulema Marahanye, Jubjub on Mac G's show, as well as Mac G. Okay. So there's three things that I mainly want to address. The first was saying that um, he smashed me. First of all, Malim, um, you raped me. <laughs> I was raped for two years, solidly. Um, That's Amanda actress Amanda Dupont and she was alleging the TV presenter Job Job Marunyani had raped her a number of years ago and this was a response that she gave after he appeared on a podcast with uh, Mac G using the words the two of them had been laughing and using the words smashed and the reason that we raise it is that we want to talk about how we use language and the impact that language has on the way we think about things. So I always argue uh, in my own personal capacity, and this is just my personal uh, opinion, is that if we talk about a universal basic grant, that's very, very different to talking about a universal basic income because the one implies something and the other implies something else. So when someone says that they smashed a woman, what is the first thing that comes to mind? And we thought on thought leaders, storytellers and griots, given that we are marking 16 days of activism against gender-based violence, that we would talk to Lebo Ramafoko. Lebo is a gender advocate and chief executive of the Tecano Atlantic Fellowship Health Equity of South Africa and is also or was um, historically part of Seoul City as well. Lebo, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. So, Lebo, let's talk to this. Um, the term smashed is one that uh, is flicked around very easily. I mean, I was thinking about it also when we talk about um, people who have sex and they talk about it as what's your body count, like how many people have you had sex, but they use the term body count, which instantly implies something very, very different to what uh, it could mean. So... Let's talk about how we use language and the impact that that may have in terms of things like gender-based violence, in terms of the way we talk to one another. So, firstly, language can be violent. How we talk about each other 
is a form of violence. When you choose, just as as an example, to say that woman is a slut, the words are meant to degrade and humiliate. And that in itself is a form of violence. If Amanda DuPont, and I'm going to make this as an example, had gone on any public platform and said, I had sex with that small penis, Jup-Jup. Jup-Jup would not have seen it as a compliment. He would have seen it as an insult. And I'm making that example because words matter. And the way we use words can be a weapon. If you take the classical and real meaning of the word smashing, there are a few things it implies. Firstly, you can't smash anything with its consent if you just take the word. So your choice of the word is implying dominance. It's implying control. And so more than And it's only stupid boys, I want to say this, because I'm also using words very deliberately as an activist. It is only a stupid, insecure boy who feels that their value will go up, who uses words like that about a woman. But you use those words deliberately to show your dominance and your control. And it is typically used by people who within themselves, inside of themselves, do not feel that they've got enough control. So you want to legitimize yourself by basically looking at a woman who is successful, a woman we will all relate to and say, hi, you feel it. It's about dominance and control. So those words men have used to show their dominance and control. And there is no way you can talk about any consent or anything that is sacred, particularly because I don't think that there was a call given to Amanda that basically says, hey, remember that day I'm about to go on television or on podcast or whatever medium I'm going to talk about it to the public, and the choice of word smash, think about smashed avocado, think about cars that smash, when men use those words in this context and in private, what they want to say is I was once dominant. You see that woman that you idolize? You see that woman that you think is great? You see that woman that's self-made? You see that woman that's minding her business? I... Little minion I, and of course their ego, ego does not make them feel like they are minions. But basically, psychologically, what is also happening is I've also dominated that woman or any other woman. That is what that word means when you choose that word. But also in this context, I want to say you weaponize the word. So you are not only doing what you did, in this case, raping Amanda, 
because I'm not going to use the word allegedly. When a woman says I have been raped, they have been raped. When you do that, in this case, not only are you showing your dominion about it, you are re-traumatizing them. In other words, you are using your pennies as a weapon. And the last time we checked, when you start using your pennies as a weapon, when you start waving it like a trophy, and you are going and you are saying to people, guess what, I've smashed that one. So Lebo, let's 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 let's, let's, t- let's take this a step forward. So what what's what's very powerful about this, and you naming it quite clearly, is the issue of how language is used to minimise, to abuse, and then actually becomes a reality in many ways as well. My concern as well, and and I'm taking this into a slightly different domain, is if we think about the corporate world then and someone in the workspace does something very wrong then there are punitive and constructive actions which then take place um, it might be a letter of uh, warning a final letter of warning it may be the like my concern is that when a conversation like this happens in the public space and it is uh, ultimately in the public space is I'm interested that the employers of uh, these men are not saying, you know what, we're not just going to suspend you, we're firing you. What you're doing does not represent our brand. And the reason I raise this is that there is a kind of consensual silence that takes place in society about men who use this language, who behave in this way, who are potential rapists. How do we uh, shift that consensual silence to vocalizing. I mean, you're vocalizing. Uh, to a degree, we are vocalizing as well. But there are many, many others that are keeping very quiet. So first and foremost, I don't think that uh, uh, Mulemo would have been fired because the channel itself weaponizes black pain. So he is not acting outside of the brand. When you are running after people and you are making fun of them, you are taking people in wedding gowns to go and humiliate themselves, who are mainly women, that is violent. You are weaponizing them. So they are on point. And it goes back to your question. We as activists have always said the misogyny in our society that is legitimized by patriarchy, it's a daily occurrence. You don't have to wait for a woman like in this case, and I think every 15 days, I think they elect each other to say which woman are we going to humiliate, just to drive the point home during 16 days, that in fact, we can F up all of these women if we, we needed to. But this is just shows you what a societal norm gender-based violence is. And that is why when men want to say not in my name, or they want to say something, we say to them emphatically, it is all of you. Even when you don't do it, you have been part of those conversations. You have been with men who speak like that. And there was no uproar. Consistently, consistently, even right now, people are questioning Amanda or Masichaba mm. or whatever. It shows you consistently. That is why when that campaign came out and they were all in outro, no, you can't call all of us trash and stuff like that. My question was, what happens when you hear those words? What happens when people come and carry, as you said, body count? Body count only happens when there is murder. 
What kind of a human being speaks about a natural encounter like sex as body count? What mm-hmm. it is that you are trying to communicate when you are doing that? You are communicating dominance and control. And dominance and control is about violence. Yeah. So when you choose those words and you see nothing wrong with them, and you are there around and you know those words, or you question when women speak, it's because, and some people have shared it on social media, and I cannot agree more. The reason why men want to justify is that all of them, all of them know that this has been their behavior. All of them know how they have convinced a girl to have sex even when they want it. And then they want to play that they don't understand consent. All of them know that they've taken a girl home who's drunk, who cannot give consent because she's intoxicated. And then they've had sex and they know they live in a misogynistic society, a very violent society, a society that accepts that violence is normal, that would then say, well, if she went with you or she drank your money, she is free meat. And then you can smash her. So you can see how consistently, and it won't happen. I'm not surprised. In fact, I'm surprised you were suspended, quite honestly. Because I'm like saying, but you've built a brand of a guy who killed children on the road after a drug spree. Mm. You thought that that is the person you must hire. And today you suspend? Yeah. And you give him the brand that he does, running after people, making fun of poor black people's lives. Because they know that white people or richer people would sue their pants off. You do that, which is violent. Because what happens after you've displayed those people on television is the same. Even when you played that clip from YouTube about Amanda, my heart broke. Yeah. Because I know the re-trauma that you to do. just say that you again. Give pennies yeah. to we're going to have to... We, we unfortunately have to leave you. We need to go to a break. But I want to say thank you very much for uh, your words. Lebo Ramafoko is the former CEO of the Seoul City Institute for Social Justice. She's the current uh, chief executive of the Tecano Atlantic Fellowship Health Equity of 